talk with the six men. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japur says, be you, be versatile. Shapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopshapurisclothing.com and Shapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real talk with the six man. Shapur's be you, be versatile. Welcome back to the show, y'all. And it's about it's about three thirty in the morning. I couldn't sleep, and uh, I was on Instagram and I was on Facebook for a minute. Even went to Twitter just to see what was what the chatter was. Um, on Instagram, I watched a couple videos about DC and looking at old footage from the um the cut report um and just watching the mayor the mayor for life Marion Burry talking and the old police chief Maurice Turner um and just looking at you know some of the old footage from back in the day when they were talking about you know the drug game and how older drug dealers was 60 and 50 and 40 years old, but then at that time, they noticed that a lot of the drug dealers were, um, you know, younger and younger, 15, 16, 17. And it just made me thought about when I grew up and a lot of the shit that I went through, 
and a lot of the stuff that we saw and a lot of the stuff that we did. And I'll tell anybody, man, you know, I, I, I've been somebody who has done a lot of shit in my day, in my life. You know, when I was a young guy growing up on 6th Street Southeast, man, going to Henley, um, I was talking to an old old friend yesterday about how much fun we used to have, man, how, how cleaner our environments were. You know, people told us that, you know, growing up in Southeast, they were scared to come to Southeast, but we don't know why. Because it was way cleaner than it was, you know, back then than it is now. You know, we, we remember hanging out and we had to be home when that streetlight came on. We remember, you know, playing Freaky Friday and we remember, you know, just the relationships that we had, you know, whether we gave, you know, whether the young ladies gave their virginity up to one of the guys that they thought that was okay to do that with because they were curious about having sex or whether it was just, you know, the guys who, you know, lived in different neighborhoods close by, you know, and just wanted to be friends with each other playing, you know, playing like junkyard in their backyard with the go-go, go-go bands with the buckets and the cans. And, you know, I mean, it just made me think about a whole lot of shit, man. I mean, I, I, I ran across guys from, you know, 6th Street, 7th Street, Brandywine, Chesapeake, um, a few from Linda Poland, a few from Valley Green, a few from Connors, Martin Luther King Avenue, um, Atlanta Street. Um, I mean, I could just keep going, man. I, and I and I think for the most part, I built, I built those relationships myself. You know, I mean, nobody really, you know. Um, taught me how to build relationships, you know. Um, I'll tell anybody, you know, that I was raised by my mother and my grandmother. Um, and my grandmother is now um, visiting my aunt in um, Alabama. <clears throat> and she flew down with my cousin, Talat. And, um, you know, my grandmother was one of these people who always, you know, um, you know, was a was heavy on discipline, but was heavy on awarding you when you did something good. So I remember my grandmother used to work for the postal service. And um, she would um, come home right when I was coming home from school. And my mother would be working. Mom Dukes would be working. I mean, Mom Dukes was a worker, man. Mom Dukes did hair. She worked part-time at the Pancake House. Um, <laughs> my mother did it all, man. She was a workhorse. And I do know now for a fact that, you know, I got a lot of my wit. I got a lot of my charisma. I got a lot of my tenacity for my mother because she was a grinder too. My father was too, but my mother was a grinder too, man. And she knew how to party, man. She knew how to have a good time. Spade parties, car parties. Um, I mean, she just she just was a mother out here trying to, you know, make light of the situation. And so my grandmother would uh, bring me home <laughs> from downtown to uh, to hash smokes. You know, we call them glizzies now. But back in the day, they was just regular old hash smokes, man, with the chili and cheese and the onions on it. And um, 
She would bring me like two of them with the little uh, Utz potato chips and a little soda. So she used to get it from, you know, the little vendors downtown when she was working um, for the post office. And she would hook me up and she would make sure I tried to, you know, get my homework done best I could. Um, you know, work with me a little bit to get my homework done. And I would eat my um my hash smokes and my potato chips and I'd go outside and go about my day. And um, you know, I hear a lot of the people out here now talking about how, you know, times are much different. And they are. Because when I was a young dude, you know, I knew for a fact I had to respect my elders. I knew I had to listen to my mother, my grandmother, and my father. And, you know, respect was heavy. You know, I mean, we did what we did, you know, in terms of having our little, you know, mis mischievous ways. But we still respected those who we knew we had to respect. And it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't an opportunity where you was going to do something somewhere and somebody wasn't going to tell your mother or your, or, or your folks, man. Somebody was going to find out. Back then, you know, when people use that term, you know, it's a village. It was a village, man. I mean, everybody who listening to this right now can reminisce, reminisce back to like the early, I want to say early um, 90s, right? Early 90s when you was kind of, you know, doing your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Elementary school, going to junior high school, you doing your own thing. But guess what? If you was in somebody else's neighborhood and somebody knew your mother, somebody knew your cousin, somebody knew your brother, somebody knew a family member, that shit got back to your family, man. So you could be out here bullshitting if you want to. It's going to get back to your folks regardless, man, some way, shape, or form, man. And, you know, when I hear people say that it's different, it is different out here now. <clears throat> it's way different. And, I mean, I think the most, the most, the most common factor that I can see that's gone is mutual respect. Mutual respect, man. You know? I mean, back in the day, we had our little fights, you know? And it wasn't about shit, for real. Them little fights that we had, it wasn't about shit, man. It was mainly about, you know, impressing the girls because this person fought this person. Or if you went around another dude's way, it was more it was more or less impressing the girls because you, if you went around another way, and, you know, for real, jokers knew who you was because you went to school together. But if you fought and you got into a fight, it was mainly to impress the girls. It was mainly to solidify who you were in the neighborhood. And it that just wasn't me. I wasn't I wasn't a fighter. You know, I didn't fight a lot. I mean, if people remember correctly, you know, I was I was I was the cool, chill youngin, man. I mean, at to a degree. You know, I mean I wasn't I wasn't no sucker, you know? I mean, I, I, I didn't want to fight nobody. You know, I wasn't no sucker. I wasn't no punk. I wasn't no bitch, nothing like that. You know, I mean, growing up and watching my brother, um, you know, Ty was always, you know, cool. You know, always knew how to dress, always knew how to, you know, kind of do his thing. I mean, I, re I remember at one point, you know, everybody was calling my brother too fly Ty because that's, you know, that's what he was. He was one of them fly dudes, you know, that 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 knew how to, you know, um, carry himself. And I don't think, I don't think nobody ever really thought my brother was a bitch. And I know at 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 some point, 
you know, if you didn't really, really, really know us, you didn't even know that we was brothers. You wouldn't even know that that was my brother. I mean, because we did not really hang tough like that. You know, my mother didn't really want me out there with my brother. She ain't really want me, you know, hanging with him, and neither did he. And, I mean, I don't blame him. You know, my little brother hanging around with me, I'm I'm out here trying to do my thing, trying to get with these, these ladies, and I got this little nigga with me all hyperactive and shit, just, you know, doing whatever. And, you know, it's all good. I mean, because I feel like we've all had that moment when we've had that person that we looked up to that we wanted to be around because we saw, you know, that was kind of our, you know, what we wanted to emulate. We wanted to be like him. So it was times, you know, of course I wore his clothes, you know, to school, you know, and then put them back when I got home. You know, we all did that shit, man. We all did that, man. And it's one of the things that I remember about, you know, growing up back in the day, man, just knowing that, you know, things are different now, you know. And growing up in the in the 80s and 90s in uh, D.C., particularly the southeast ward of, you know, Ward 8 in D.C., man, it wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't, it wasn't fun, man. I mean, when I say it wasn't fun, I mean, you know, we had fun. You know, we made light of our situation. You know, things weren't as bad as they are now, but, you know, things had started changing. You know, the drug epidemic changed. The leadership of the city had changed. Um, you know, you, you had to really, you know, if you had a crew or, or crew of homies, whether you male or female, you really had to kind of watch where you were going. You know, because I remember even back then, kids was missing. Um, You know, kids was committing suicide, you know, because mothers and fathers were being divorced. Um, homes were being destroyed. You know, parents were being locked up. I mean, it was like particularly, you know, all the same shit that's going on now. But now it's like times 10. It's like fucking times 10, man. And it just makes me think about, you know, all of the stuff that that I did in particular back then and how my life changed. And, you know, once my life changed, after I, after I started carrying a gun, it was just like, you know, it was over. You know, wasn't nobody going to do nothing to me, wasn't nobody going to harm me. And so I went from Kevin at a, at a, at an early age to... To K Dog, right? And I think I might be wrong because I think I might have went from Kevin to Capers first, and I think that that is that would be the correct that would be the correct order. I went from Kevin to Capers to K Dog, and Capers was my nickname for my man Big John. My man, Big John, man, was a big youngin'. And um, I remember him, um, you know, really not having his father. His mother, Olin, God rest her soul, man. Always, you know, um, always was, 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 was thanking me, thanking my brother. 
for being in Big John life, man. Because I remember when I had stuff that I didn't wear no more or I ain't need. And, I mean, trust me, it wasn't hand-me-downs because the shit was still fresh. Man, Big John would take that shit in the house and dress that shit up and go to school and be as fresh as a motherfucking smile, biggest shit on his face. And it just made me think about, you know, the impact that that that, that did for him. I remember the first night um, he smoked weed, man. We sitting on the curve. I'm busting the motherfucking blunt up, pouring the tobacco out. I'm rolling the J. He asked me questions and shit. I take that first pull of the J. He looking at me like, man, let me hit that shit. I let him hit it. And his life changed, too. You know, we all have those life-changing moments that we cannot ever forget, man. And my life-changing moment was in elementary school when this joker used to come and fucking want to fight me all the fucking time. And I got me a gun to defend myself. And I remember the life-changing moment for Big John was the night that we were sitting on the curb and I let him hit that J and get high for the first time. And his sister Kiki was on the porch. John, I'ma tell mom. I'ma tell mom. <laughs> and I remember um, after that shit happened, I would, you know, Miss Olean would have these parties at her house. I mean, Miss Olean had the unreal parties at her house, man. And um, and always was cooking. Always was cooking, man. And I was going up the steps one day, and she was at the door. She was like, "Which where you going?" I saw hey Miss Oling. She was like, don't give me that hey Miss Oling shit. You out here letting my son John smoke that reefer shit. I was like, nah, Miss Oling. I mean, you know, I was just, you know, I just let him hit it one time. Nah, it's that bullshit. I don't want Chop out here smoking that weed and doing that shit. I'm trying to keep him away from that shit. You make sure he stay away from that shit. And if he gonna smoke that shit, make sure he with you when he smoking. You hear me? I was like, yeah, Miss Only, and I hear you. And I took and I took that shit on. I took that shit personal, man, because she she knew what the area was, man. She knew what it was about, man. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna get into the part of her life. You know, I let her let her family, you know, talk about that. But you know, on the, on the respect side, you know, Miss Only was respected. She knew what the fuck was going on. And we all, you know, along with herself and myself and others, you know, we were all products of our environment, man. And so we dealt with shit differently. We handled shit differently. And we and we went through shit differently, man. And so I took I took it as a badge of honor of, uh, you know, looking out for Big John. My brother did, too. And I remember my brother, um, you know, took a liking to Big John and his brother. You know what I'm saying? So Miss Oling, I you know, I I I I hope she up there, um, you know, smiling down at us and watching us and then big and then Bill. I mean, same thing with Big Bill, man. Rest in peace, Bill, man. I I'm I'm hoping that Bill up there, you know, smiling down at us too. Cause my brother took a liking to Bill, which was John's older brother, and I took a liking to John, which was, you know, the younger brother. So it was like kind of the same thing. <laughs> But I remember Bill used to always, <laughs> I remember Bill used to always kind of introduce my brother and I differently to everybody. And I can't remember, I can't remember who was who directly, but I think from my recollection, I think that, I think that 
my brother was handsome and I think I was pretty. And that's what he would call us, handsome and pretty. Pretty and handsome. Whenever he saw us, when he introduced us, I mean, he would he would jokingly do it. <laughs> he would jokingly do it because he would end up telling people who we are. But, you know, that made people feel a certain type of way. You know, I mean, I, I really realized growing up that that really made people feel like, you know, we were the go-to folks, you know, in that parking lot. And it made people feel, you know, good or it made people feel like, fuck them niggas, right? And and we knew that, you know, we knew that. And we was prepared for that, you know, because we had already grew up a little bit, you know, and my mother had already moved out. We had already had the house to ourselves that, you know, you know, we I can go on and on and on about the Chronicles in the Green Door, man. But, you know, everybody who came through the house already knew what it was, man. No need for explaining none of that. Everybody knew what it was. And um, we we kind of stayed prepared for, you know, the haters, man. You know, motherfuckers that didn't really fuck with us. There was a lot of people who fucked with us just because. But then we start, as we grew up, we start realizing who was really good and who was really not good for us. And so I remember, you know, Big John, man, we used to go on missions. And um, I remember one time I gave John a gun, a little 38 joint, and I told him to walk with me down um, Eastover. And on our way back, we was walking from, we was walking from, um, from, from Red, from the Red Door. Red Door was uh, this little lounge down in Eastover, and it was like a bar and restaurant owned by the, uh, I want to say it was the Koreans. I don't think they was Chinese. I think they was Korean. And, um... It was the only little spot that we could go in to get beer and not have to show no ID, no nothing. So we used to go down there, get our little taste and shit, come back. And I remember we was walking back and we was walking through Burger King and Big John had saw some youngers or something that he he, he wasn't cool with. He was like, yeah, go them bitch ass niggas right there. I was like, oh yeah, you don't fuck with them niggas? No, I don't fuck with them niggas. And I mean, I don't really have to just explain everything else. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we handle shit, you know, the way we had to. And so we got a form of respect. Even though we wasn't on top of 6th Street with the 6th Street top dogs, but we still was on 6th Street. You know, they did what they did up top. We did what we did down on the bottom. And there wasn't no conflict. It wasn't no, it wasn't no, it wasn't never no, um, you know, we gonna go up there and fuck with them or they gonna come down here and fuck with us. It was all love. You know, it was all love. It wasn't never... You know, to a point where we ever interfered with anybody, you know, anybody's affairs, man. We just, we kept everything cordial, you know what I'm saying? We kept everything cordial. Um, and so, you know, respect was one of those things that um, determined, um, you know, your relationship either with an individual or a group. And um, I just say all that to say, you know, the times have changed. Things are different. Um, but I feel like, you know, when I hear people talking about, you know, this whole respect thing, you know, how much it's changed. And I just feel like it's it hasn't changed. It's just the people and the actual meaning of respect, you know, has changed. It has went left, meaning that, 
you know, if I look at you wrong or I look at you a certain type of way, it means that I'm disrespecting you. Man, that don't mean that. It means that I'm just looking at your ass. That's all it means. And it's just now, you know, like I say, things are different. You know, shit is 10 times worse than what it used to be. And so, you know, I just feel like, you know, at some point, you know, if 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 we still living and if we still out here, you know, at some point, you know, we gotta wanna spread that 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 life experience around, man. You know, spread that 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 knowledge that we've obtained, you know, and, and give it to other people. And and it don't matter. It don't matter if they're younger or older, man, because it's some Older people out there that need guidance too, man. Because when they was younger, our age, you know, they might have had a, a a mental setback or 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 you know wasn't you know fully developed mentally, and so they grow up as adults and they still fucked up. And so, you know, I just I you know I take I take my intent on what I do on this podcast personally. And that's why it's not as easy, you know, for me to just do an episode, just do an episode. I mean, just do an episode just because. Nah, fuck that. I want my episodes to have some meaning, some substance, something that's going to make you think. Like right now, I bet everybody is thinking about back in the day and wherever you from, Philly, New York, New Jersey, um, um, you know, D.C., Northwest, Southeast, Southwest, um, you know, PG County, Maryland, Oxon Hill, Lago, wherever the fuck you from. It make you think back like, damn, I remember when we used to, man, or I remember when we used to, man. And and those those are the memories that we need to remember because now we're at a point, you know, where, you know, there are not a whole lot of good memories unless you got a good core group of people that you can continue to have those good memories. And I'm fortunate, man. I'm fortunate to have a core group of men, you know, and women in my life where we still, you know, talk about the old times compared to now. And now that we got kids and what the fuck we got to do to protect our kids and other kids. Because there's kids out there that that's growing up, like we grew up without, without parents or without, you know, um, guidance from their parents and it's not cool back then we thought it was cool i mean shit the green door chronicles is serious man and back in the day we thought that you know not having the parents around was cool and and as we can see now that shit is not cool man these kids out here with no fathers out here just doing whatever the fuck they want to do is not cool and i mean honestly some of these parents some of these some of these kids that have grown that have grown up to be parents don't know what it's like to be a parent because they didn't have parents in their life to show them what being a kid was about. And so now that they went from kids and fucked up childhoods to now being parents, now they don't know how to teach their kids how to be good kids or how to be kids. So it's 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 really fucked up now. And you know, I'm stuck on this respect thing because you know, um, a few people 
you know, on my live feed and, and on, on the comments on Facebook, basically talking about it was more about disrespect about this old, you know, this chicken sandwich thing at Popeye's. And it wasn't about the sandwich itself, right? And so, you know, I had somebody, you know, that was in there when this shit happened who who hit me up and was just like, yeah, man, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I'm like, for real? I mean, and this is after I read the story. This is after I saw what was on the news. This was after, you know, all of that. You know what I'm saying? And even on the news that night, after this shit happened, ten o'clock, shit came on again. I think the I think the young nigga name is um Evan Lambert. He came back on Fox Five and was like, you know, you know, this was in regards to a chicken sandwich because they was in the chicken sandwich line. And I feel like at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to go back and forth about whether it was about the chicken sandwich or whether it's about respect. Because I feel like either way, you know, the chicken sandwich was involved in this situation. Why? Because you was in the chicken sandwich line. Because now at Popeye's, they don't have, you know, just a regular line. You just walk up and you order your chicken. Now nah, they got a, a line where if you ordering regular pieces of chicken and biscuits and meals or whatever, stay in this line. If you ordering the chicken sandwich... You need to stay in this line. So whatever people want to think is directly or indirectly involved, guess what? It was the chicken sandwiches was in the middle of the situation. Period, point blank. And yes, you know, it, it was it was a case where, you know, you know, motherfucker was trying to get in line and cutting the line or getting in front of another person to get what? What was that line for? But everybody want to talk about respect and all this and all that. And it's cool because, you know, what what is respect now? What 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 is that? What is respect? Is respect something where you 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 get your manhood, you know, slighted or or somebody get in front of you in a in a in a line to get something to eat. And, and now it spills outside to the point where you going back and forth and you got to actually pull out a knife or a gun and kill a motherfucker in front of Popeyes? Come on, man. It makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. And I don't give a fuck how you dress this shit up. I don't give a fuck how you try to dress this shit up. Oh, it's more about respect, Slim. You don't understand. I'm not trying that shit. I'm not trying to hear that shit, man. It was more about ignorance. That's what the fuck is about. We ignorant people, man. Period, point, fucking blank, man. We are ignorant people. We do the most ignorant shit on the planet, just like white people. When we see white people, what we say about white people, they do the dumbest shit ever. But now we we starting to take the cake because we got this chick in the fucking zoo Jumping in the fucking lines then with the fucking lines. Talking to the fucking lines. We got, you know, motherfuckers in the the drive-thru damaging their car because somebody uh, tried to cut in front of them in the fucking Popeye's chicken line to get some fucking chicken. Come on, man. I mean, we still got kids being shot dead on the street for some fucking Jordans. 
We got kids still being robbed and harassed going to school, getting their iPhones and they Helly Hansen jackets taken. So, I mean, people can dress this shit up and say it's more about respect or disrespect or whatever the fuck. No, it's about ignorance, man. It's about being fucking ignorant. That's what it's about, being fucking ignorant and not wanting to change your mindset on shit. If I'm in, if I'm in a line... Listen, if I'm in a line and a motherfucker get in front of me, nigga, get the fuck on, man. Go ahead, nigga. Because you obviously need that shit more than me. Go ahead. I'm not about to be going back and forth with you about nothing about you getting in line in front of me, Slim. Go the fuck on here about your business. Because I know me. And I know my capabilities and what I'm <laughs> and what I'm capable of. So if you think it was that important for you to get in front of me to go get some fucking chicken, nigga, then go ahead. Because I'm not about to go back and forth with you and end up outside exchanging words with you about some fucking getting in line for some chicken sandwiches, nigga. I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to do that. And, and of course, it's going to be some people that's going to disagree with me. That's fine. That's, it, you know, it is what it is. As long as we can disagree, you know what I'm saying? As long as we can agree to disagree respectfully, I'm good. I'm good. And people will say, oh, yeah, it was more about disrespect. Come on, man. On what level? On what level is it about disrespect? On what level, man? Because somebody got in front of you in line? Because somebody said something to you out their mouth? Come on, man. Let's 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 go back and forth. When you was younger, what your which what was your what was your uh, your your parents or your guardian or 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 the, or the older people in your life? What were they telling you? What's the old saying? Sticks and stones, what? But words would never do what? Come on, y'all. Come on, man. Words don't hurt people. Oh, you bitch ass nigga. Who, nigga? Please. No bitches over here, Slim. And if you say that to me, you clearly don't know me, so keep it moving, cuz, before you get your feelings hurt. That's it. That's it. Words out here, what? Got you stabbing people? Got you killing people in front of Popeyes? And then people, you know, are saying, oh, it's not about Popeyes. What was it about then? Where was they at? Oh, it's not about a chicken sandwich. What line was they in? What was they trying to purchase? Just like the kids at the malls when they do these Jordan releases. What they do? You see the videos on TV, people trampling each other trying to get some Jordans. Come on, man. That man been getting that man been raping us and getting money from us for years, man. Years. And I can't say it's his fault. Cause it's Nike like, look, shit, if they gonna if they gonna buy these Jordans that's red, black, and gray, and then we can flip the colors. And they gonna buy them again for the same price. Shit, why not? Retro this, retro that, Jordan threes, Jordan twos, Jordan one, man. What? I'm not buying that shit. But we've been buying it, man. We've been buying it, man. We we are so brainwashed on brand names. It's ridiculous, man. And when I say brand names, I'm talking about McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Wendy's, Popeye's, KFC, MCM, Gucci, 
Louis Vuitton, Nike, Ed Jordans, Timberlands, Helly Hansen. I could keep going, man. Polo, Tommy Hilfiger. I could keep going, man. I could keep going, Joe. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't got Nikes in my house. I'm not going to sit here and act like I ain't got a couple pair of, you know, designer items in my house. But I think that I have bought less and less and less and less and less and less of all designer things, man. If you look at my closet right now, it's mainly Love More Brand, Japurius Clothing, and Renee Sebastian. And little, you know, um, you know, stuff that I bought from guys who got their own little business or situation and I try to support them. And I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, you know, we can't support Popeyes because we black. We like chicken. But when we do it to the point where we on social media all over the fucking country looking ignorant, come on, man. We got to take a step back, man. I'm not saying that nobody's argument is wrong. But I got my own argument based off my own life experience, based off what I see. So you can't sit here and tell me that I'm wrong based off what I see or I don't see your or I don't see your point of view. I do see your point of view. I just don't see it exactly the way you see it. Maybe because my mindset is different than yours. That's it. That's it. I mean, I got a, you know, few homies where they tend to think that I don't see eye to eye with them when we on Facebook. I, I do. I do see eye to eye, but I see a different view of what I'm talking about. I don't have no. I don't have no disagreement of what your view is, man. I don't have no I don't have no disagreement on what nobody view is. Zero. But I just see shit differently. My daughter just turned six yesterday. I see shit totally different now. My mindset is totally different compared to what I was back in, you know, elementary school, junior high school, high school, Delaware State. It is My mindset is different. That's why when... This young lady tried to come at me on Facebook and, you know, talk to me like she thought she knew me. I had to check her. Because you don't know me. Clearly, if you talking to me like this and this man on Facebook, you don't know me. Clearly, you 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 voicing your opinion and basing your reaction off of the Kevin that you knew when he was at Dale State. Nah, I'm not the Kevin from Dale State. If you go in, you know. One of these groups that we got from Dale State, whether it be, you know, the uh, the Maryland chapter of Delaware State, the Swarm, you know, any of these, you know, uh, you know, groups that we got on Facebook. Anybody that tell you, oh, that dude. Oh, nah, he not the same dude no more. When he was in Delaware State. Yeah. Slim was off the fucking chain. And I was I was off the hook. But now nah, I'm not. That's not me no more. That's I'm not that dude. And I remember my pastor, Pastor Jenkins, man, was like, you know, you know, some of us, we like that, that hot water heater, that pilot light in that hot water heater that's always blue. 
on chill. It's right there when you need it. When you need hot water, it flame up so it can heat your water up. And then when you done, you turn the hot water off, it turn back blue. But it always stay lit. Don't get it twisted, man. I'm always lit. I'm always that blue flame, Joe. But if I happen to change into that bright red orange color, that's when you got a motherfucking problem. And that's the part that I understand about myself. And that's when I try to stay the fuck away from certain people, certain situations, and certain areas of the DMV at certain times. You know, I don't knock people for going out to the club. I don't knock people for going to the go-go. I don't knock people for doing nothing they do because people do what they do to make themselves feel a certain type of way based off what? Day life experience. I don't know what everybody going through. People go to the bar four, four or five days a week. Why? I know when I was going, it was because I felt like it was I was self-medicating myself. I ain't like my job. I ain't like me. And I would just go to the bar and talk shit and, you know, sit there at the bar with everybody else and spend, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, $150 sitting at the fucking bar. I, I would never do no dumb shit like that no more. Unless it's just on an occasion when the homie got a birthday or, you know, homie celebrating something and we just happen to go to the bar, we chill and have a couple of drinks and we go to fuck home. But we ain't about to turn around and do that shit the next day. And then the next day, not about to do that. And so when I look at society as a whole now, man, shit is fucked up. And we got these, we got these trailblazers, man, out here that's gone, man. John Conyers, Elijah Cummins, trailblazers. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Witherspoon, he just passed. Funniest motherfucker out here. Friday would be, Friday wouldn't be Friday without him. And now he gone. I mean, it's so many. You know, trailblazers that died, man. I can't even think about all of the names right off the top of my head, but y'all know who they are, man. There's so many names that recently popped up that's people that's died. I'm like, damn. And I mean, people die. That's what happens. You know, you live and you 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 live, you learn, and you die. And it's, and it's even hard for me to even say, it's, it's, it's even hard for me to say that. It's not like it's easy, and I say it with, Comfortability, man, because we all got to die one day. But if we, if we going to die, how we going to die? And when I, and when I mean, when I say how we going to die, how are we going to live and how are we going to allow people to see us so when we do die, how do people remember us? Do they remember us for being the person who was at the Popeyes and got in a fight and stabbed a nigga to death because it, it was over disrespect? Or are we going to be somebody who remember us and be like, yeah, I remember Slim, man. He was a stand-up nigga, man. Out here trying to help the community. Out here trying to give back, man. I, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good dude or a good female. I mean, I I, I listened to T.I. song, man, and he got a song. And he basically, you know, the lyric is, you know, um, what you going to see when you look back at your life? 
And, and, and I think that's the question that we got to start asking ourselves, man. What are we going to see when we look back at our lives, man? What are we going to see? I mean, I had so much shit on my mind that I could not go to sleep. And it's like, it happens to me often, man, where I can't sleep, man. Where I just, I just can't sleep. I'm just up. And I got people sometimes in my inbox, man, when you going to drop the next episode? I'm like, man, it, you know, it's not easy, man. It's not easy coming up with these episodes. It's not easy putting this shit together, especially when you're doing everything yourself. And I don't have no problem doing it myself. You know, I don't have no problem. But when you one person and you got and you a father, you got a job, you got responsibilities, you trying to do your side hustle when you got your moving business, you know, you you trying to do your podcast. You got so much you got events that you gotta go to, you got engagements, you got community, you got, you know, families that you trying to support, you got other families that you trying to, you know, not support financially, but support morally, you know. Um, you know, it's just a lot, man. And so, you know, I'm I'm at a point in my life now where, you know, shit, even at my job, I'm gonna be laid off at the end of the month. And I feel like I do what I can at my job. So I just do what I can overall and not worry about everything else. I can only do what I'm capable of doing with the resources that I have. And so I I try to push these T-shirts, you know, we, we've had issues, me and my, me and my, my sponsor, um, you know, we've had issues in the past, but now we, we worked it out. You know, my man got the machine doing some printing. He, he sent me some pictures last night of, of some of his work that he doing. He like, yeah, we on Slim. So, you know, things, things happen for a reason. Things take time and it's always a process for everything. And it's even a process for this mind state. You know what I'm saying? It's a process to change that mind state, man. That mindset. It's a change. It's a process to change that. That shit don't happen overnight. There's a process, but it's also a factor in people, you know, just influencing people to want to do better, man. And maybe everybody need their own podcast. Maybe everybody need their own they own channel, they own station, they own way of reaching certain people, man. Because everybody not going to be talking about the same thing, man. Everybody not going to be able to, you know, tie into everybody for everybody to listen to them. Everybody not going to listen to me. But somebody, it's somebody out there that they might listen to. And if they talking some good shit in the way they do it, then good, then, then good job. But shit has definitely got to change, man. Shit has definitely got to change. Or we, or we done. I was listening to the Ghetto Boys album like less than a month ago, and I and I recall a conversation with Larry Hoover and 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 and, and Lil J and Jay Prince, and how Larry Hoover was saying we had the point of no return. I mean, he said that at that time, I think this was what, 95, 96 when that album came out? And he was saying that they had 70% of our people locked up. 70%. He was like, and that's not fortunate. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not unfortunate. That's not unfortunate. That's, that's, that's by design. 
I mean, come on, man. 96, 70% of our people locked up. So it's, 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 it's 2019. I can imagine what that number look like now. Based off, you know, this, oh, you disrespect me shit. What? This motherfucker is going to jail for murder. Off some Popeye's shit, man. For murder. It's young as out here, broad daylight. Just, just shooting up shit. Come on, man. We got to do something, man. I'm not saying that we got to, you know, I'm not saying that we got to stop living our lives and, you know, stop, you know, being who we are. But at some point, man, we got to want to at least give back to somebody, whether it's a nephew, whether it's a niece, whether it's, you know, a a, a youngin that you know that don't have a father figure or a mother. I mean, we got to we got to do something. man. We got to start impacting people. I mean, you know, when I go to church and I hear Pastor Jenkins talk and I hear you know, with the foundation of First Baptist Church of Glenard, it is talking about dynamic, dynamic people, you know, developing other people, man. Dynamic disciples developing other disciples, man. Meaning just trying to be impactful to other people, man, in their life. And trying to just, not trying to say they wrong, not trying to throw no shame on them, just saying, listen, man. There's a better way to do this. There is a better way to do this. If you can't find a job, let me help you. And I don't understand why it's not more of us and Popeyes and McDonald's and and Burger King and Wendy's. I mean, it's I I saw a story about a young lady, man. She not even she not even twenty five years old, and she owned three or four McDonald's on her own. On her own, man. On three or four McDonald's on her own. Yeah, it's not the healthiest shit to eat. But from the entrepreneur side, man, she ain't even 25, I don't think. And we talk about the Mexicans and how they deep. Yeah, they are. But they taking all the jobs that was meant for us. They taking all the jobs that was meant for all of the people that didn't graduate, don't have a high school diploma, you know, don't have as much smarts as everybody else or don't take the initiative to apply themselves to have the smarts as everybody else and, and go work these jobs, man. They taking those jobs from us. You think you think you think Mexican and Spanish people are the only people that know how to do lawn care? You think they the only people that know how to paint? You think they're the only people that know how to do carpentry, build decks, and do and do woodwork? No. You think they're the only people that know how to work at fast food restaurants? No. And even when you do work at the fast food restaurant and you go through the drive-thru and you roll your eyes and you tell the person what the order is and you don't, you don't show no customer service? Come on, man. It's your job. It's your livelihood, man. And and I heard somebody say on live that, you know, people walking around want to explode. Yeah, they are. But guess what? What is that? Where is that going to lead you? 
Where is that going to lead you? Walking around wanting to blow up all the time. Where is that going to lead you? You got to you gotta be willing to want to change your mindset and change your fucking life, man. You can't be walking around here just acting crazy for no motherfucking reason, man. Because there's only two places for you, man. Being in jail or being six feet under, man. Because somebody got your number if you bullshit. And just like in this situation at Popeye's, I don't know who was right. I don't know who was wrong. But guess what? One person is dead. The other person is going to jail for the rest of their fucking life. Now, who the fuck want to end up in either or on some dumb shit like that? That's all I'm saying. Regardless of all of the chatter that's going on, that's all I'm saying. Who the fuck wants to end up dead or locked up for the rest of their motherfucking life? Nobody. But yet the excuse is, oh, people walking around here wanting to blow up every day. Blow up for what? A lot of the shit that people walking around here wanting to blow up is they own fucking doing. They walking around here mad, fussing, disgusted, you know, upset. Why? Because they doing it to their fucking self. Why? I know because I did it. I walked around fussing and cussing and hollering and screaming and blaming everybody else, but not blaming myself for my own wrongdoings. Not wanting to do right. Not wanting to go to school. Not wanting to go to work. Not wanting to be trained. Not wanting to be taught. Not wanting to listen. It's stupid. But people want to hold that against people and say, oh, well, that's the reason why this is happening. No, it's not happening because people are not willing enough to change. People are so comfortable being fucked up that it's fucked up. You can't be walking around here and comfortable and content with being fucked up. You got to want to change, man. You got to want to change and you got to want to do something better for yourself, man. And that's what this is all about, man. Being better than you were yesterday. Stop having this pride, man. And go talk to somebody that you know that can help you. I had a conversation with my with a good friend yesterday, man. I ain't talked to her in years. Not not like one-on-one on social media, yeah, but I ain't talked to her in a minute. And to hear some of the stuff that she going through, I tell people all the time, you know, I hate to hear people that got married and going through rough patches and getting divorces. That ain't why people get married. I mean, I, I went through it. I didn't want to get divorced. I didn't get married to get a divorce, but I'm divorced now. But there's nothing I could do about it. But I hate to hear that that family dynamic has broke down so much. That there's so many fathers out here that's not with the wife and the wife not with the husband and the kids split between the two. And, you know, they going through the bullshit and hopefully you get a co-parenting situation that's good. And if you don't, what does that do to the child? Now, that child grows up, don't really know what's good, don't have no 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 real guidance. Go out here, rob this, shoot that, steal. This. I mean, come on, man. There is no proper excuse anymore for bullshit. There is no proper excuse for ignorance anymore. I'm not I'm not tolerating that shit no more. I'm just not. You can you can call me what you want, you can say what you want. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not going for the ignorant shit no more. We acting ignorant. We act, we we better than this and we need to learn that we are better than this. And if you know somebody that's better, then talk to them. Reach out to them, pick up the phone, call your homie, check on them, see if they good. 
Yes, shit is fucked up out here. But if it's fucked up and you made it, guess what? You can help somebody else make it, man. You can help somebody else make it, man. And that's what it's about, man. Being better than you were yesterday, Joe. Being better than you were yesterday. It's the six man, y'all. I'm out. No need for game plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm a six man. No need for game plan. I told you who I am. Come out with a check and you see why I'm a six man. No need for game plan. You don't know who I am. I leave you in the saddle, homie. I'm a six man. No need for game plan. I told you who I am. Come out here and check and you see why I'm a six